Rule Focus. Hello there to you and welcome to another Rule Focus podcast. Lovely to be having your company. Hopefully your day is going along nicely. The biggest question here in WA agriculture, aquaculture, horticultural circles today, yes, the soil moisture, but the other big question today, who will become the next WA Agriculture Minister? Alana McTiernan. Well, she finished last week. She gave her last speech in Parliament. Is it maybe around two people? Jackie Jarvis, or is it Darren West still here in WA? I'm not too sure if this bloke knows or not. Uh, Stu McKenzie, hello there to you. And do you know? I believe so. I'm not oh, quite sure if... Now, it wasn't the bloke, it was the lady. And apparently it's the lady because McGowan won't change the gender in the role. Where I'm sure the lady is very, very capable. The gentleman in question is a current grower with great relationships with, with industry and would certainly have been a better a better fit. But Jackie Jarvis is, is apparently the, the, the lady in the chair. So okay. let's just see if our the incumbent Ag Minister yeah. is is slightly better than the outgoing and whether the focus is still going to be on plan B, plan C, plan D on live export, <laughs> sending everything out of the box the relationships between local government, state government, federal government, see if they improve or whether the BS of not changing the gender of a, of a specific role. My, my thoughts my thoughts are on this. If, if you've got two people applying for the job mm. and one is better suited because they actually have industry experience, you should go for that person. So you're, so you're, you're more or less saying Darren West in a way. Yeah, Darren, Darren should be in my mind yeah. and – from a few people that I've spoken to, he, he is certainly the better person for the job because he has relevant industry experience. Where Jackie Jarvis, and I'm sure Miss Jarvis, is a lovely, lovely person. I'm not convinced that just because she's been in the portfolio as a as an advisor, as someone who's worked alongside of Alana, who's, who's obviously outgoing, is the best choice for the job. So I'm going to call BS on the gender thing. <laughs> um, I don't believe that's true. I just think that Alana McTiernan has, has had a choice and she's told McGowan this is how it's going to be. Are you surprised that, uh, with Alana now gone that nobody has been put in the in the seat yet? You know, uh, what's going on? There's harvest. We've got, you know, road conditions, live exports. You know, there's well, still plenty of stuff happening. Are you surprised? Or is Mark McGowan going to take this on like ScoMo? <laughs> Mark Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> Return of the Mac. <laughs> Someone else will get attention now. Uh, yeah, look, yes, I am, because it's a, it's a critical time of year where the link between grower, industry and government really needs to be solidified. Maybe they just can't, maybe they haven't been to office works yet to buy a new chair. Probably, yeah. Or is, right. is Mark McGowan got his head stuck in the sand because, well, harvest is on, he probably thinks, well, all of WA farmers, they're busy with harvest. They don't need any, they don't need anybody out there at the moment. So uh, we'll just you know, yeah. keep it under wraps kind of thing. And then we'll just, I'm just surprised that they haven't announced somebody already. I, I, I think with the with the, the cabinet reshuffle that traditionally happens pre-Christmas breakup, um, when they come back in February, I believe it will be officially announced. But I dare say WA farmers or, or one of the other industry groups will probably announce it. Yep. It'll be interesting to see um, and read from uh, Trevor Whittington to see what he does on LinkedIn yeah. and, uh, and, and and his blogs this week. So yeah. watch this space, ladies and gents. It's disappointing that Darren West hasn't been appointed as the as the, uh, as the the minister, although there's certainly been no talk of it. Darren's comments have been, uh, well, you know, McGowan doesn't like to change the, the gender-based side of the mm. role. 
Um, yeah. I call BS on that. I think that's absolute crap. Um, if you've got two people and one's better suited to the role because they actually have that industry experience, regard, regardless of industry, I believe they should be the better person to, to service the industry. All right. Hey, very soon, mate, uh, apparently the CBH Group will launch their deferred sales pool. Now, is it for 2022-23? Well, that's what it says here for the 2022-23 season. So uh, this will happen very soon this morning. The objective here is to uh, outperform the average of cash prizes over the deferred selling window. Yes, I guess what what is what they're talking about with the deferred sales window is so you've got your pre-sale which will be pre-sale now yep, yep. for 2023-2024. Uh, obviously, you've got the cash the cash for grain program now. So as they get as it's delivered, they get paid. Our growers get paid. So the deferred is deliver it now and we'll essentially bank it. Okay. So and I think that's part of the issue why we end up with so much carryover. All right. The stuff happening. that is sold and paid now mm. goes almost direct to ship. All right, that's so, happening yeah, very that's soon. Yeah, that's my... Yeah. Yeah, but look, watch, watch this space. I think at the end of the day, CBH, although they are doing their best, um, and I know I'm pretty critical of CBH, and for that I'm kind of sorry, not sorry, um, <laughs> but there's also been a fair amount of... For, for grain programs and other and other things that CBH have, have done over the last 10 years where none of it really makes sense, mm. and as a cooperative that is run by growers or apparently run by growers for the benefit of our growers, they don't seem to give a lot back, but they seem to take a fair bit in their fees. Their fees and handling charges just continue going through the roof. Now, mate, uh, what are you hearing about uh, price matching in agronomy? Oh, I, I love this. This is fantastic. <laughs> um, and it doesn't matter whether you're in the fert space, fert space, chemical space, the seed space. One of the latest sales tactics that I've that I've come across in the last 24 hours is I'll just tell us how much or show us the email that guarantees the pricing and uh, we'll match it. When when we are dealing with our landowners and our growers, there is so much of this industry which has lost the relationship factor and knowing who our growers are and to come to to walk onto a farm yesterday particularly be told oh, I've just been asked to give them your pricing so they can price match and that's mm. that's that's not that's not relationship building that's just rubbish so and look, it's, it's happening. I was talking to somebody else yesterday who's within the industry, mm. and there's lots of price matching going on uh, on the on the on the on the chemical side, whether it be herbicides for next year, fungicides, insecticides, even even right down to a truckload of lime. You know, ladies and gents, let's 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 be realistic here. At the end of the day, our growers are the ones who will make the decisions about who they want to purchase through. We've got no right to walk on the farm and go, "Oh, just tell us how much it is and we'll price match it." What are we? Office Works and Bunnings. We'll match it by ten percent off the go. <laughs> I was going to say it sounds like a Bunnings ad, doesn't it? We'll beat it by ten percent every day of the price. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, look, uh, ladies and gents, come on. Our growers have a budget of X, Y, Z dollars. Our growers and our clients and our mates will buy from where they want to purchase the product from that best suits their operation and fits their budget. And no agro, no salesperson, no rep has the right to drive down a driveway and go, hey, you will do this. Or just send us the email that as proof of what are they expecting our growers to be lying to them. And this frustrates me. Some parts of our industry are getting too big for their boots and they're going, oh, well, it's not that we don't believe you, but we just want it in writing so we can validate our own, our own thing. It's not good enough, ladies and gents. Give our growers and our co-industry, and we said this last week about industry trashing industry, give them the bloody respect that's deserved. Absolutely. Because yep. our growers have every right to go, no, sorry, I don't want to deal with you today. In fact, don't bother coming down my driveway again. It's, it's a pretty sad state of affairs mm, when yep. we're coming into the what's what's been another relatively tough year. Certainly the season ending the way it has with frost, um, hail, 
fires, flood, you name it. We've had it in the last two years, but particularly the last 12 months. It's not good enough that we're going, oh, just send us the email, show us what their terms and conditions are, and we'll match it. That's just not good enough. Cool. Do your job. Hey, mate, quickly before you do go this morning, uh, do you support growers and advisors to go on study tours? Absolutely. And there's a number of reasons why. Number one, the networking and the social side. Because as an industry, we generally we generally only get the, the, social, the social aspect comes from our grower groups and our field days. So study tours where you get to go and not necessarily hang around with the people that you see week to week or month to month, but to meet somebody else and create another network opportunity to go and see something different in another country with a different methodology, a different modus operandi. These, this, this is absolute gold. And, you know, the GRDC, uh, Weed Smart, AFIA, you know, your Lamex, your Cadillacs, mobs and all the rest of it, there's any chance you get to either go to another state or go overseas on a study tour, whether it be in chemical, in machinery, in fertiliser, in, in, in stock. There's, there's always more than one thing that you can, you can glean from that tour. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, they're, they're a fantastic idea. And I think now the GRDC is slowly starting to function again. And I think the lines are no longer blurred between Deep Herd and GRDC and, and the co-investment and what happens there. I think um, the next 12 to 18 months is quite exciting with the, the study tours that are coming up. All right. What's on for you for the uh, the day, mate, and for the rest of the week? Uh, well, in Esperance, um, came down yesterday, saw a couple of growers, so today and tomorrow, and then head back okay. to Albany tomorrow afternoon, but just down here catching up with some growers and delivering a few, a uh, little bit of Christmas cheer along the way. How's the harvest going down that way, mate? It's been, it's been slow and steady. Yep. The weather certainly hasn't helped people. No, yesterday, no. coming down, there was a fair bit of machinery being moved around. You know, at one stage, I saw four... Uh, four big case headers on South Coast Highway, all in line, so um, doing the best that they could to, yeah. to travel the distance that they had to. But once again, ladies and gents, bloody drive safe. There was caravanners trying to overtake five metre wide loads and wondering why they're hitting gravel. Absolutely, yeah. yeah so it is a very busy time of year on our roads, and unfortunately the roads are not in the best condition, and that's because of X amount of rain, amount of traffic. We're still looking down the barrel of a 23-plus million tonne harvest for WI, yep. so there is certainly a lot more... There's a lot more traffic on the road. Um, and even yesterday, Sundays, which is normally a fairly easy kind of day on the road, there was traffic the whole way. So, ladies and gents, just take it easy. But, yeah, I'm in Esperance for the next couple of days and heading uh, heading back home tomorrow afternoon. Enjoy your day, mate. Always nice to chat on a Monday. We'll do it again next week. Thanks, Troy. Thanks, listeners. Have a great week and please stay safe. The following interview on the Rural Focus podcast is a paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available. Let's uh, find out and see how, well, the first of the two-day sales out at Mount Barker started last Thursday from Nutrient Livestock. Good morning, Harry Carroll. And good morning, Troy. How's things in your neck of the woods, mate? Well, it's an overcast day. It's okay. been drizzling. I'm, oh. I'm way, way west of Mount Barker this morning in the uh, in the tiny little community of Rocky Gully at the minute, and um, it's drizzled most of the way out to here. But maybe the sun might shine later, but I doubt it. Now, the first of your two-day sales uh, last Thursday, mate. Uh, how did all things go? All right, Thursday. Uh, Thursday, Wiener sale. There was a yarding of 1,535 in total, and our nutrient team put together 1,230 of those. So we had the lion's share of the day. 
an outstanding yarding troy of uh, new season wieners, steers and heifers. Um, plenty of weight. Uh, the calves this year are a good 20 to 30 kilograms heavier than last year on the back of a really good season. And so far, uh, our numbers, we would have sold on Thursday of last week. 90% of the yarding would have been steer, steer wieners. Now, the market has adjusted, uh, as we sort of predicted that it may well do, um, and it's and it's not all bad. It's uh, The numbers are good. The, 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 the weights are good. Prices have come back. However, 420 kilo plus wiener steers, these sold from 390 to 420 cents a kilo would have averaged 400 cents for the day. 380 to 420 kilo calves, 400 to 440 cents would have averaged 420. The 330 to 380 kilo wieners, and there was a fair lick of these, 440 to 534 cents and they would have averaged 460. The lighter end of them under 330 kilos and still calves that were under under 280, 500 to 586 cents for the steers, they would have averaged 550. Now, wiener heifers, those heavier ones, and there wasn't a big yarding of wiener heifers, 380 to 420 kilos, they sold from 330 to a top of 412 cents and would have averaged 370. 330 to 380 kilo wiener heifers, 400 to 458 and would have averaged 420 and the 280 to 330 kilo wiener heifers 400 to 510 would have averaged 426 and the good Angus heifers out of those uh, were taken care of with a fairly handy Eastern States order. So all in all, mm. the, the, a good market, wonderful cattle. The market has adjusted, but if you want to look at it more broadly, the values are smack on the same as 2020-21. So our selling season year before last is the values of today. When we got there, we thought we were made two years, <laughs> a year ago. Righto. Trade sale, Troy, on Friday. A small offering of only 270 head with mm-hmm. the nutrient livestock selling, 220 of those. Heavy beef steers over 600 kilos sold from 340 to 390 cents with four to 500 kilo steers uh, being purchased by feeders at 380 to a top of 410 cents a kilo. Heavy boating room heifers sold from 322 to 410 and they were dearer with weights under 540 kilos selling to feeders at 310 to 378 cents a kilo live weight. Now heavy prime cows, these are 20 to 30 cents a kilo dearer at 220 to 298 cents a kilo. Medium weight cows are also dearer at 230 to a top of 290. Plain cows, graziers gobbled these up this week and there's a bit of action there. Uh, they sold from 230 to 310, those 310 kilo cows were those very young types um, that went back to the paddock. And heavy bulls sold to the trade at 200 to 254 cents a kilo live weight. And that wrapped up the trade sale on the Friday, Troy. All right. Uh, two days sell again from Thursday, mate? Yes, we have. We've only got two to go before Christmas, the week we're in now, um, and next week, and then we, we have a we have a break for two or three weeks before we come back in the uh, in the early part of the new year. All right. Same time again from Thursday, mate? Absolutely. Yep. Sales starts at 11. Worked an absolute treat, I might add. Uh, receivals are shut off at 6 o'clock on Wednesday evening, and we would have had 90% of our cattle in the night before, which is terrific. And 11 o'clock start, um, it's, um, it's been a while in the making, but it's a great thing. All right, all right. So if you are wanting to know more on the uh, the two-day sale at Mount Barker from this Thursday, do get in contact with Harry there today. Anything else before I let you go this morning, mate? No, that's about it, okay. I think, Troy. But, um, yeah, look, keep talking to us about the, the values of the yeah, wieners. Yeah. Um, and uh, just to give you some clarity on it, it's um, there is and has been an adjustment as we all thought it was going to this, this uh, selling season. But the dollars per head are quite good. Fantastic. Well, mate, enjoy Rocky Gully today.
and uh, I know that you're, you're heading the other side of that. So uh, enjoy. Have a great day, mate. Uh, have a great two-day sale. We'll find out more next week. Thanks, Troy. I look forward to talking to you then. The following interview on the Rural Focus podcast is a paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available. It's always nice to catch up with Liberal MLC Steve Martin. Good morning, mate. Morning, Troy. How are you going? Now, you've been uh, out and about, mate. Uh, regional WA roads, one, they need to be sort of upgraded, really, don't they? But, uh, gee, road safety, it's certainly in the news, isn't it? It, it is, Troy, and for all the wrong reasons, sadly. So um, we're all aware we've had a bad couple of months on regional roads. So uh, there are some issues around the quality of our roads and the maintenance that's being done. But please slow down, take some extra time. We've seen some awful uh, incidents on our country roads in the lead up to Christmas. Let's, uh, let, let's try and stay safe. Take some extra time. Yep getting to where you get there, but please get there safely. Have you finished in Parliament yet, mate? We finished last Thursday, okay. Troy. We did. We, we had some uh, a farewell speech from uh, the the Agriculture Minister, Alana McTiernan. So who takes over from her then? Good question. Right. Good question. That's okay. entirely up to the Premier, evidently. Um, I think it's really important that we have an Ag Minister going forward who is willing to listen to the sector and, and hear what the sector has to say and work with the sector. This is a really important mm, industry yep. in Western Australia, a really important export earner, hugely important right across regional WA, and we need an Ag Minister who wants to listen wants to work with the sector to get the very best outcomes for this really exciting industry. Absolutely. Is it out of two, mate, Jackie Jarvis or Darren West? Lots of gossip, Troy. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Come on. <laughs> <The new admin laughs> uh, I know them, both of those people. Yeah. Um, I think we might see a roughie from somewhere else, Ooh. probably in the lower house, but right. that's just a tip. There's right. lots of gossip, as you imagine, in, in the corridors of Parliament. The Labor Party are running around in very small circles working out who will get the job, uh, as long as it's someone who mm. does what we've asked uh, and listens to us, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, let's hope. Uh, when when do you expect an announcement on that? That's interesting. Um, when Minister McKenna was making her farewell speech mm. last week, she said she had a few things yet to do. Right. Uh, so I assume that won't take too long to sort out, but <laughs> certainly before Christmas, you would think the Premier would make uh, what looks like being um, some sort of a small reshuffle, yep. make the announcement yep. about who the Absolutely. new Minister will be. Indeed. I know you've been back out on the farm, mate. Uh, Massive harvest well and truly underway. It is. A uh, bit of a slow start to harvest mm, in a few patches yeah. with some late rain and some moisture and the yeah. crops were slow to get ripe, but it's it's flying along now. Plenty of grain coming in, a little bit more frost in a few patches than we thought and a bit, bit of water damage here and there, but plenty of grain out there. CBH have got a big task and so have the other bulk handlers and grain, yeah. grain people. So yeah. um, plenty of grain on the road, plenty of trucks on the road. Please, everyone, uh, stay safe as we're harvesting that very big crop. Farmers have been working hard now with a shortage of labour for a couple of years so take a break every now and then and get get through this this large harvest in uh, good condition and safely and i'm sure like any uh, other local politicians mate you've probably got school assemblies left right and center to visit uh, it's, it's one of the great joys of this job troy to get to the end of the year and to, to see those uh, schools i intend to try and get to as many of the smaller schools as i can in the okay. next couple of weeks to support some of the great work that's been done by our small schools right across the ag region uh, i know that there are, i've got about 160 plus schools in the ag region so i can't get to any we near all of them, but I'll, I'll do my very best in the next couple of weeks, and I, I look forward to that task. And how's things out your way on the farm, mate? Yeah, good, good. good. I was out right. there on the weekend having a bit of a look around. Okay. Um, harvest is, is, is flying along, uh, so I, I think it'll be a good year. Maybe not quite as good as everyone thought, but there's plenty of grain out there, yeah. and the prices are reasonable. <laughs> yeah, that they most certainly are. All right, well, I think this might be our last chat before Chrissy, mate, I think. Oh, well, that's a shame, Troy. I was, yeah. I was looking for another chat, but if, if that is the case, then all the very best to you and your listeners. I wish them a, a, a safe and happy Christmas with their friends and family. All right, mate. You too, and stay safe, mate. Thanks, Troy. All the best.
And you too. Yes, there he is. Liberal MLC here in WA in Steve Martin. So talking to Steve there could be, well, he thinks there might be a bit of a surprise for the next WA Agriculture Minister. But a lot of the talk at the moment is around two people from the Labor Party, Darren West and also Jackie Jarvis. But, uh, you know, I'm a little bit surprised that nothing has been said. Actually, I'm not surprised. (laughs) They're politicians after all, aren't they? But you'd think, you know, that they would come on out and, and say who it is, nothing to hide, or has Mark McGowan got something to hide? Hopefully we do know sooner the better. Hey, don't forget too, we are still after your harvest picks. Uh, of course, harvest well and truly underway here in WA. Uh, I know it's starting to, to get off the ground over there in the east, but still a lot of uh, wetness around. But if you have begun harvest over there, if you are listening to this podcast uh, over east, hopefully your harvest is going along A-OK. Now here in WA, yes, we're after your harvest picks and you could be winning for yourself if you're voted to have the best harvest pick. A $500 voucher thanks to the Honda shop in Midland, which, of course, sells uh, little motorbikes and little 4x4s so you can go around the paddocks and just make sure that everything is A-OK. Of course, the new rules are in. The four-wheel drives at the moment as well. So, uh, yeah, get your harvest picks in. All you need to do is head to the website. Well, actually, what you need to do is take a harvest pick first, then go to the website, triplem.com.au and upload your harvest pick and on Friday the 16th of December we could be drawing your name out of the barrel. Good luck.